<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Two weeks ago, Kamala Harris cackled when asked when she would go to the border to deal with the Biden border crisis. Since then, children have been thrown over the wall, thrown into the Rio Grande, raped, abandoned in the desert, starved, drugged, kept in cages, and yes, even killed, while the Biden administration did nothing. We'll take you back to the border tonight with our team. And did you know that the roads in America are racist? Well, that's what they say anyway. We'll tell you the crazy idea that Buttigieg has to fix the so-called racist highway system in our country. And also, can our election system be fixed? Hogan Gidley says he has the answers, and he's going to tell us about it exclusively tonight, how he plans to do just that. All of that and more on Dr. Gina Primetime. All right, and let's start this show with the doctor's orders. Now, those of you who know me know that I've never been one to discuss the royal family on this show, and I probably will not start with any regularity today. But I think it is notable that a royal died who could teach some American politicians and maybe a little of our culture a few things. Prince Philip died today at the ripe old age of 99. You probably haven't heard a lot about him, nor had I actually, despite the fact that he's a decorated war hero with many civic and educational accolades that are quite notable. But he didn't feel the need to brag about it or even discuss it much or even take any prominent role other than that of serving as his wife's partner in the things that she tried to accomplish for the purposes of her work. However, it is well known that he was a man of men, a real man's man, an avid hunter, not one to ever discuss feelings or to back down from a challenge. He was never consumed with the gossip or the changing tides of emotion in the body politic or the wind shifts that capture so much of the world's fascination today. You likely won't find a comment from him on any Hollywood events, even his own grandson, Harry, and his whimsical decisions regarding his very emotional, very dramatic, very disrespectful events with Meghan. Feelings simply weren't something that the prince discussed or something he concerned himself with. He didn't think people needed to know what he thought about things. This is so different from the younger Harry and Meghan who seem to think that everyone in the world needs to know their opinions and their feelings on virtually everything, virtually everything. Though he was entitled, the prince did not want a public funeral. He didn't see himself as worthy or see the need for such a national display in his behalf. He thought it expensive and uh, too much. American politicians could learn a lot from this. We hear so much about feelings in relation to race, religion, reparations, and all the rest. And then we see these public funerals, funerals for people that aren't even heads of state anymore that we spend tons of money on. We make these massive media displays about because we felt sorry for someone or because we felt someone was entitled out of some sense of compassion or because they went through something that was hard or because we felt some sort of injustice for them. Again, all based on feelings. Maybe next time we're considering a massive, expensive funeral for someone, we should look back at this example 
of this humble man who lived 99 years. He was a war hero, an accomplished scholar, a selfless philanthropist, a dedicated husband, father, and grandfather, and an above average, upstanding citizen, even a royal, who didn't feel a need for a public funeral or any real acknowledgement of his life, even in death. He only wanted to be remembered by those who loved him. We should all be so self-assured. And that's my doctor's orders for today. Coming up, the Democrats found racism hiding right under our noses. We're going to tell you all about it. What is Joe Biden's real plan for your firearms? Benghazi hero Mark Geist is here to tell us. And finally, a plan to save our elections. More Dr. Gina Primetime coming at you. You don't want to miss this episode. Stay where you are. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. Joe Biden wants us to pretend like the border crisis does not exist, but don't tell that to our guy at the border, Ben Berquam. Ben, good to have you back today. Thanks for being with us. Always good to be with you, Gina. And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm down here so much now, uh, I, I almost get tired of telling the stories, but every single day we're seeing something new. We're, you know, it's just... It's more tragic, more heartbreaking, more of a crisis. It's not even a crisis, it's just total chaos, uh, but it's controlled chaos. It's controlled by the left in America and these leftist activist groups who are down here aiding and abetting and the cartels. And that's who are enriching themselves through this entire process. It's the cartels who are making, uh, we actually found out uh, $8,000 a head just in this little section, Goat Canyon. We are talking to a security guard up on top of the mountain across the way. He said cartel, uh, they're, they're charging people $8,000 to come through this section, which really means that they're, uh, you know, basically people are selling themselves to the cartels because most people don't have that kind of money to get across. Uh, it's just, it's absolutely tragic. It is so tragic, Ben, and I, I, I'm still just in disbelief that no one from the Biden administration has, be there, has been there. Uh, the last we heard from the Biden administration was really Kamala's cackle when she was asked if she was going to be going to the border. But you are there and you have some new footage for us today. Tell us about it. Uh, we were actually standing at this location uh, just a, a, a short time ago, and all of a sudden we looked over to our left and we noticed Coyote taking about five uh, individuals, and then we saw another group, and then another group, and they ended up going behind the hill in the distance there. You can see right here the, the double layer wall uh, where one section ends. We lost the uh, uh, visual of them, and so we ended up making our way across the canyon to the top of that mountain over there, and as we got up there, uh, this is what we found. We just got up here to the backside of Goat Canyon and uh, was live on America's Voice News. And as we were coming, the same people that we saw on the other side of the canyon, we came across the other side. They were actually being trafficked. The coyotes brought them down. They brought them across. And right now they're being processed by Border Patrol. I just want to show you a couple things here. 
there's where we were up on top. This is where they brought them down. You can see the opening in the wall there. That's where they came across. And right now, they're being processed, turned themselves in. This is what we see often. They simply turn themselves in to Border Patrol. They got some mounted units there, which is cool. But all of this is just a distraction from all the drug trafficking and everything else we see. There are about 10 individuals, at least two infants, uh, mostly men, a couple women, just turned themselves in. And sadly though, you never know if those, those children are being trafficked. Uh, you don't know the details of it. Border Patrol doesn't know the details of it. It's so, or they're so overwhelmed right now. Again, this one little spot and, and you may think, oh, well, you just get lucky. It's just, it's not that we're getting lucky. It's the fact that it's continuous. This activity run by the cartels is continuous. It is their, in some uh, cases, it's their largest money-making operation, human smuggling, human trafficking. And the crazy thing was, so that that's one section right here. And right as we came back right now, uh, one of the uh, coyotes that we saw taking them down just went behind this little berm as we're standing here right now. Uh, this is actually kind of a, you know, it's we have to be careful. We, we can't stay in uh, one location too long because then they start getting, they actually take pictures of us. We were at that location yesterday. I, actually, I haven't even told you this, Dr. Gina. Uh, the location we were reporting from yesterday on the top of that mountain where the Brazilians were going across, as we were leaving, we got flagged down by the guy who was watching our car. A uh, cartel scout had come over and we started walking back to our vehicle and he was on the other side uh, next to the fence and he was actually taking pictures of us. As soon as we, uh, he saw that we saw him, we started making our way to him. He turned around, went running back towards the cartel house that we know is uh, down the street right there. So it's, it's a very active scene. It's continuous here. And the biggest problem is this is cartel driven in Mexico, but it's really driven right now, unfortunately, by the left in America, these groups, these leftist groups, globalist uh, Marxist groups that are down here that are aiding and abetting, that are lying to the American people and the fake news propaganda media who is not telling you the truth. Uh, it's again, it's just tragic. I just, you know, I, it's I just you see so much of it and you hear the stories of all of these children. And then the worst part, too, is now we're hearing that this same cartel that's operating down here is now attacking the police. Uh, they, they the, the location we were at yesterday reporting from the police headquarters. They went by last night. And we're firing shots in the air uh, as warnings to the police officers. They put up another banner with three of the police officers, uh, the the. Uh, 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 municipal police officers' names, threatening them personally. So there is a, a, a civil war of, of sorts going on here in Tijuana, all while this is going on, and all while Kamala Harris continues to cackle and Joe Biden does nothing about it. It's just, it's a, it's a real shame. My mouth, Ben, I started to say, you're covering a war zone. And I hadn't really thought about it like that yeah. until today, but that really is a fact. It has the look, the feel, and what you're describing to me is nothing less than a, a war zone. Um, and, and it makes me really question something that I never really considered before. You know, we keep getting these numbers fed to us, Ben, of how many illegals are coming across the border, how many of them are children, so on and so forth. But with what you're showing me, who's registering those people? How do we know that these numbers are anywhere near accurate? Well, the one thing we do know in speaking to Border Patrol is even the numbers that we're getting of people that they're capturing, 
Uh, Border Patrol estimates this was last year and actually when the numbers were decreasing, so they were actually capturing more people. They estimate that they're only getting one third to one fifth of the people that are coming across. So if a million people come across, uh, then you 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 know you can estimate that's actually closer to three to five million. Sorry, we have activity behind me, so I'm just checking that out. So it's closer to three to five million. So this year we're anticipating one million, which really means three to five million that are coming across. And the other thing to consider is when we're talking about these cartels, we have cartels, Jalisco, New Generation. These guys are just the most evil of evil. You know, we're t they dismember their enemies. They they attack. Uh, innocent people, they, they've threatened innocent, you know, women and children. Uh, they will do whatever it takes. These are the guys that throw children off of rafts to escape from Border Patrol. It is that mindset. It is that there is a mindset of, of despair, of war, of, uh, you know, of, of death uh, coming up from these countries. You're talking about children that have grown up in communities, war zones, where they're used to death. And a lot of what we're taking in, we don't even talk about this, these so-called unaccompanied minors, anyone under the age of 18, many of these so-called children are, are, are battle-tested, hardened criminals that are being sent up uh, by the cartels and they're continuing their cartel operations once they get into America. It is, there's all these untold stories and America is gonna be reaping the repercussions of this for decades to come and so is Mexico and so are all these countries until we get a handle on this, until we start saying we're gonna call these groups what they are, they're terrorist organizations and we're gonna defeat them so that we can raise children, we can train children up, we can have fathers and mothers in their households, not just in America but in Central America to raise their children up, to respect life, to respect the rule of law, all of these things. But right now, all of that is out the window. Well, Ben, all I can say is what I try to say to you at the end of every single day when you bravely face this yet again in ways that we can't get our own leaders of this country to do, and that is please stay safe. Our whole audience is praying for you, and thank you so much for all you're doing to keep us informed every single day in ways that really no other news media is doing it. Thank you. It, it's my pleasure. And one thing, uh, you know, if I can add, Dr. Gina, uh, the sure. most important people, uh, things people can do, and I, I keep forgetting to say this, uh, this is the most important thing. Tell your friends, we have to get ready for 2022 and 2024. If we do not secure our elections in America, this, a lot of this is a distraction. What Georgia did, every single conservative state in the nation needs to do this. That is why the left freaked out, freaked out when Georgia did it. We have to secure our elections because the American people are waking up and they're gonna vote these leftists out of office as we continue to report this, as more people continue to wake up, but we have to secure our elections. Well, we happen to have a major exclusive announcement on this show tonight about exactly that, Ben. So thank you so much uh, for, for making that point. And it was an actually a great, uh, a great transition. And you didn't even know we have Hogan Gidley coming up on this show to make an announcement <laughs> about exactly that. So thank you, Ben. I promise that wasn't prearranged. Thanks, Dr. G. Stay safe, Ben. Thanks. Right now, since the border crisis is boiling over right now, Biden has decided that the big crisis now is guns for you to protect your home and your family. He says uh, guns are too easy to get, in his opinion, and there are all sorts of loopholes and ghost guns and whatever else is out there, and he has to do something because if he doesn't, then the mainstream media might start looking at the border crisis. I don't know. So he is going to do something about that pesky Second Amendment that keeps getting in the way, although Biden says that none of his six executive orders on guns this week will affect the Second Amendment in any way. At least that's what he says. Listen. Nothing, nothing I'm about to recommend in any way impinges on the Second Amendment. 
They're phony arguments suggesting that these are Second Amendment rights at stake from what we're talking about. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. You can't yell crowd, you can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater. We call it freedom of speech. From the very beginning, you couldn't own any weapon you wanted to own. From the very beginning, the Second Amendment existed. Certain people weren't allowed to have weapons. So the idea is just bizarre to suggest that some of the things we're recommending are contrary to the Constitution. So no amendment is absolute. What the heck does he mean by that? Maybe my next guest can help us decipher. He has used guns many times many times to save the lives of innocent people, including himself. He fought in the Battle of Benghazi as a member of the NX security team. Mark Geist joins us now. Mark, an honor to have you. Thanks for being with us tonight. Hey, thanks for having me, Gina. Mark, Joe Biden doesn't think the Second Amendment is a quote-unquote absolute. Maybe he missed the part where it says, shall not be in French seems pretty clear to me. Uh, do you think that Joe Biden is getting ready to infringe upon our Second Amendment? Yeah, of course he is. I mean, he has to pander to the base. Um, and this is the individual when he talks about the person that he is nominating for the ATF, and he actually calls it the AFT. I mean, he's not right. even sure who's nominating to what position. And he thinks he knows something about the Constitution. Now, if you go back and do research with the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court has ruled in the past that weapons in kind to that that the military would have at that time. So when he says that there is no, not every weapon was allowed to every person. Well, back then, every um, able-bodied American that was of age considered adult at the time, which was around 15 to 16 and above, was required in every community to have a gun and be prepared for whatever might come. I mean, it was the defense, and it wasn't for defense always of the country. It was the defense from um, attacks from marauders, from the Indians, whatever it may be. Uh, that's why that was put in there is because we had people at that time smart enough to realize that if the government gets rid of our guns, then they can make us do anything they want. Mark, yesterday, Joe Biden talked about these scary guns that used to be called untraceable guns, uh, but now they've changed the name. They're calling them ghost guns. So uh, listen to what he had to say about this. Want to rein in the proliferation of so-called ghost guns. These are guns that are homemade, built from a kit and include directions on how to finish the firearm. You can go buy the kit. They have no serial numbers. So when they show up at a crime scene, they can't be traced. And the buyers aren't required to pass a background check to buy the kit to make the gun. Consequently, anyone, anyone from a criminal to a terrorist can buy this kit in as little as 30 minutes put together a weapon. You know, I want to see these kits treated as firearms under the Gun Control Act, which is going to require that the seller and manufacturers make the key parts with serial numbers and run background checks on the buyers when they walk in to buy that package. Mark, 
it seems so obvious to me that Joe Biden has no idea what he's talking about. He doesn't know the first thing about so-called ghost guns. To make them sound scary, just kind of like they did with a certain form of guns, they had to start calling them assault rifles to make them sound scary so they could try to ban those. Um, these undocumented or untraceable uh, guns, they decided to call them ghost guns and say that you can put them together somewhat tantamount to a 3D puzzle in 30 minutes, which is absolutely untrue. They're expensive. They're difficult to do. Um, someone like me, who owns a lot of guns, could just never put one of these together. This really takes a, a trained person to do this. Um, so he makes it sound like this is something that a six-year-old could, you know, order their 50-piece puzzle online and just put together a little ghost gun and, you know, start shooting people with it. And that is just absolutely not true. Um, so there's so much that he doesn't know here. But that's because for the last 30 years, Mark, he's had paid security people by your and my tax dollars taking care of him he doesn't have to get his fingers dirty or bother with knowing anything actually true about guns right yeah that's correct i mean you know he wants to call this a health crisis when um in 2018 the number of gun deaths or firearm related deaths uh were broke down to almost 40,000, about 39,000. And when that was broke down, the majority of those, um, almost 29,000 of those were suicides. And if you look at when he's talking about firearms and rifles is what he's really getting to, because those are the things that they think are scary. Um, I think the number was right around 280 firearms or deaths from firearms were from rifles. There are more deaths, upwards of six, 700 by fists and pushing and um, physical assault than there are. There's more deaths by that than there are by rifles. And this is what they're focused on. And it's mainly because they've taken a poll and they've been able to, um, through the media, by using the terms that you said, a ghost gun, an assault rifle, have been able to cause fear and hate among the, among the American people. And that's their way of dividing us. They want to use fear and hate to get us to not like each other and focus um, on each other instead of on what they're doing and them taking away our freedoms. Right. The list of things is absolutely absurd. Um, things like buckets, cars for sure, bicycles, boats, even pencils cause far more <laughs> deaths in the United States than actual firearms. And when you take that number down to licensed firearms, the number is even smaller. And so it, it is absolutely ridiculous. Mark, if, if you had one statement that you wish you could, if you had 10 minutes, uh, we don't have that long, but with, with Joe Biden to try to tell him one thing, to make one thought sink with the left who tends to get caught up in this ridiculousness, uh, in 30 seconds, Mark, what would that be? I think my fear... Um that I would tell him from the people that I talk to are when you are going to take and make a law that um, will make people who are law abiding citizens criminals just by changing a piece of paper and his signature, then you are really going down a road that uh, that we really don't need to go down to. I think Ronald Reagan said it best is we need to we are the last bastion of freedom. Everyone comes here because they can be free and that freedom is protected by our Second Amendment. And if you go, go through history, every country that has become a totalitarian dictatorship, the thing that they've taken away is your right to speak and your right to protect yourself. And you, if you don't have the right to protect yourself, there's no way they're going to allow you to have an opinion other than what they want you to have. 
Well, it makes you wonder if he cares if we are a cemetery as long as he's the undertaker. Anyway, thank you so much, Mark Geist. We appreciate you being here, and thank you for your service. Thank you, Gina. God bless. God bless you, too. Coming up, you won't believe what scientists want to do to force you to take the COVID vaccine. And also, the left has found more racism hiding out in plain sight. You won't believe it. Stick around. More Dr. Gina Primetime coming at you. Back in a moment. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. Now, as Ben Burkhall mentioned earlier in this report from the border, to secure the border, we have to first secure our elections. And uh, it was so ironic that Ben brought that up. I know it looked planned. That was actually not planned, but that is exactly why my next guest is here with us today. Here with me now, former White House Deputy Press Secretary Hogan Gidley. Hogan, great to see you. Thank you so much for being with us. I know you are super busy. A big weekend in Palm Beach. I'll be uh, attending some of the festivities with you. You took a break from all of that to tell us about the very exciting and breaking exclusive news that uh, you are spearheading that will fix most of the things that Ben Burkwam was talking about earlier, and that is our very messed up election system. Tell us. We sure hope so. Thanks for having me on, Gina. Listen, this is uh, called the Voter Protection Alliance. I'll be launching it very soon. Um, I'm very excited about the people I have involved with this project. We all know what happened in 2020. There were immeasurable, immense amounts of irregularities, illegalities, uh, anomalies, fraud in the election, despite what the media tries to tell you and the Democrats say, none of it happened, it wasn't systemic, it wasn't far-reaching. We know that so many things happened in the last election that were seriously problematic for the future of this country that really went to erode the very democracy that we love and that we cherish. And so what I set out to do was look around the country and find out which states actually don't have very good voter laws in place. And there are a lot of them, surprise, surprise. And what happened in the last election where you had rogue secretaries of state and other unelected entities like election boards and things just unilaterally changed the law before the election. That violates the U.S. Constitution, which clearly outlines that state legislatures are the ones who have the authority to make the manner in which they conduct their own elections. And so as those laws were violated, we looked around and said, how do we fix it? And the reason uh, we did that was because of what happened to Donald Trump, what happened to so many others across the country who are running for office and, and the fraud and the abuse that we saw. And so we said, let's fix it. And you, go, you have to go into these states and get them to pass laws that make sense, to have things like voter ID, so many states don't even make you prove you are who you say you are when you go to cast a vote. And so we're going to do a comprehensive look across the country. We're going to go into these states. We're going to talk to legislatures. We're going to talk uh, to the media at the local level and where um, office holders, quite frankly, if they if they violate the law, we're going to hold them accountable. We're going to challenge them as well. So uh, we have to save America. We have to do that now. And that starts with fixing our election system. 
Some people have lost hope, Hogan, and you and I know this. Um, what reassurances can you offer my viewers that this is different, that this time it's really going to be fixed? I know that, and I, and I should dis disclose, my family is going to be very involved in this because we yes. are huge believers in election integrity. And this, frankly, right. should not be a partisan issue. This shouldn't, you know, I know that you have a lot of uh, the former President Trump's, um, you know, people, key people involved in this, but it shouldn't be that way. It should be Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, Independents. It should be everyone who wants this to be paramount because we should want right. our elections sure. to be Loctite. But you have examples like uh, the state of South Carolina, for example, that said, if you really have a problem with having a voter ID, we will take every single person who has any sort of problem. All you have to do is call us. We will transport you from your home to get your voter ID and back home again in private transportation paid for by your government. They had 25 calls in the entire state of South Carolina and other states have done the same thing. So this is not really a problem, this big issue that they make up about voter ID and voter suppression. This is not really a problem. There are other things too that I know you're addressing. But, but here's right. my question. For reassurance to people who maybe have lost hope, what is your organization going to do that is different from other attempts that have been made in the past or maybe even other things that other people are talking about doing? Well, every single person I've spoken with since 2020 either wants to run for office or they want to fund somebody to run for office. But every time I have the conversation, they inevitably follow that up with, why bother if the election mm. is broken, if I don't have confidence and faith in the system, why would I run for office? Why would I give my money to someone who's going to run for office if the whole thing is rigged, if the system is rigged? So having been in the White House, I know how these things operate. And having been on the campaign, I was uniquely involved with the election process. And there were right. uh, you know, pretty discernible evidence of, of fraud, waste, and abuse across this country um, you know, in, in the election process. And so what we did was, uh, so many on the right were caught flat-footed. The, the, the GOP wasn't prepared to take this battle on. They didn't know what the Democrats were up to. Now we know. And so it becomes a situation in which um, you, know, you work with the local folks on the ground to identify bills that we can put forward that actually go to fix the problem. And it doesn't help when Joe Biden and Jen Psaki and everyone in the Biden administration is spreading lies around the country that somehow making a voter prove they are who they say they are is racist, that it's Jim Crow. Let's not forget, Jim Crow was one of the darkest moments in this country's history. That's Bull Connor, that's fire hoses turned on American citizens, that's legalized racism. That was segregated lunch counters and water fountains. That's not the same thing. And to try and equate those, it's disingenuous for sure, but it's just dangerous. You can't mm -hmm. say that about a law that that requires you to show ID when just about everything you do in this country requires some form of identification to prove you are who you say you are. The American people support this AD20. They want change. You mentioned it should be bipartisan. I think it is bipartisan with the American people because polling shows it is. It's the people on the left who want to uh, clutch their pearls and who want to yell at the, at the right every time we go to clean up a way in which you know, they were able to cheat the system. 
we want to get rid of that, uh, get rid of what they were able to accomplish last time and focus on free and fair elections. We can do it. The American people support it. It takes someone like this group, the Voter Protection Alliance, to get on the ground, identify the problems, fix the problems. We can do it. We have to do it. The American people deserve to have their votes protected. That's right. You, you do mention it is a vast majority of Americans, um, even in the latest polling, even Democrats, the vast majority, right. uh, do believe that voter ID is a very fair thing. Hogan, thank you so much. Voter Protection Alliance is the name of it. Very quickly, Hogan, we're completely <coughs> out of time, but how can my viewers here at RAV find you? <coughs> you can find me, excuse me, <clears throat> on Instagram, Twitter, at J. Hogan Gidley. I'll have all the updates. I'm sorry, something just got in my throat. I'm no so worries, excited. Hogan. We'll let I'm you so go. I'm so excited. Don't worry, because we're... <laughs> and we're going to be talking about this a lot, so don't you worry. Uh, Voter Protection Alliance, and uh, thanks for being on with us, Hogan. And we'll see you, I'm sure, over the weekend's, uh, weekend's festivities. All right, we like we do every day around this time, Jessica Rivera is here with us, and she's going to bring you the stories that you will never hear anywhere else. Jessica, great to see you. Thanks for being with us today. What do you have for us? Thank you, Dr. Gina. Yeah, we've talked about how the left and Democrats are using COVID, the pandemic, and vaccinations to get people to do what they want to do pretty much against their will. And that no matter what the American public does, whether it's stay home, keeping kids out of school, wearing two masks or three, or even getting vaccinated, the left will continue to dangle the per proverbial carrot in front of us. And here is the proof. Take a listen. Do you believe that races, the variables are, and what the messaging should be. My main concern is that we're not going to reach herd immunity because of vaccine hesitancy. And I know that's hard for a lot of people to believe who desperately want the vaccine right now. And they're thinking, oh, well, it's just a small percentage of people who are actually anti-vaxxers. And that's true. There is the anti-science, anti-vaxxer contingent. But I think that there are many more people, millions of people, who, for whatever reason, have concerns about the vaccine, who just don't know what's in it for them. And we need to make it clear to them that the vaccine is the ticket back back to pre-pandemic life. And the window to do that is really narrowing. I mean, you were mentioning, Chris, about how all these states are reopening. They're reopening at 100%. And we have a very narrow window to tie reopening policy to vaccination status. Because otherwise, if everything is reopened, then what's the carrot going to be? How are we going to incentivize people to actually get the vaccine? So that's why I think the CDC and the Biden administration needs to come out a lot bolder and say, if you're vaccinated, you can do all these things. Here are all these freedoms that you have, because otherwise people are going to go out and enjoy these freedoms anyway. So Dr. Gina, just in case anybody may have not heard what she said, she said, what will the carrot be? So if anyone has questioned whether we're correct and we have been saying what the Democrats and the liberals agenda is, it couldn't be more clear. It's the vaccination in exchange for your freedoms. Hmm. Unbelievable. And, you know, I'd, I'd seen this video, but I cannot believe that, you know, she was not called out for saying that. Not anywhere. And I've seen this run and they, to my knowledge, have still not called her out for saying that. In my book, she would have been called out immediately if, if something like that were said on this program, most certainly. But there's been there's been no backlash whatsoever except from outlets like ours. So, Jessica, thank you so much for bringing that to our attention. Of course, Dr. Gina. And here in Florida, big tech is on the purge. The headline, YouTube purchased Florida governor video over claims children don't need to wear 
masks. Governor DeSantis was holding a roundtable with health experts discussing all that was learned over the past year and getting input from several different experts, including Harvard biostatistician, I'll get this, Harvard biostatistician Martin Kuldorf, who said that children do not need to wear masks. Now, Dr. J. Bhattacharya from Stanford agreed, but the YouTube censors are so much smarter than the science, so they pulled the video down. Here with me now to discuss the man who has crunched all the data over the past year of lockdowns and mask mandates, the founder of Rational Ground, Justin Hart. Justin, you know you've become a superhero of mine. I get so excited, and this should not be that exciting, but when Jason says to me, I have Justin, and he has a graph, this is a great day on Dr. Gina Primetime. <laughs> wow, you, so welcome you back to nerds the show. across America rejoice. Those are the words we've been waiting for decades to hear. <laughs> Justin, this was a discussion among scientists, and it was removed from YouTube. Um, do you know that YouTube has a team of scientists just uh, sitting there waiting to override the scientists, I guess, that DeSantis had? Uh, yeah, and apparently it's a very subjective crew. Uh, last year, uh, as they took down more and more of our videos and other videos, uh, they attested that they would use the WHO standards. Now, ironically enough, the WHO recommends that children should not be masked up, especially during school. Uh, but somehow they can pick and choose uh, which sort of edicts, which sort of recommendations they would make there as well. It's also curious to note that over the last change the CDC made, they made a drastic reduction in one particular bullet point. They got rid of the recommendation for plexiglass. Imagine the millions upon millions of dollars spent by schools and by businesses put up these plexiglass barriers. The CDC came to find out that that's not the case. I don't see uh, people taking down videos of recommending plexiglass there on YouTube. Uh, but somehow you could take down the YouTube, uh, the the particular opinions and, and the backed up data of actual scientists from Stanford and from Harvard and from elected officials like Governor DeSantis. This is frankly embarrassing for YouTube. Justin, you have some new data that you've compiled uh, regarding the senior mortality state by state. It, would you, so if you would, just walk us through this. Yes, well, one of the things we want to look at very strongly are the people who are most at risk. Uh, another statistician out of uh, Stanford indicated that the risk for people under 65 is about the same risk that you face uh, if you were to commute to work on a daily basis. That's the risk of death that you face from COVID. If you are over the age of 65, it's slightly higher. It's about the risk you face if you were a professional truck driver. But definitely the median age of death for COVID is 80. So we wanted to look at anyone who was over the age of 65, how did that comparable death rate work? Now in Florida, the median age, that is the average age of a Floridian, is 42 years old versus someone in Utah who the average age is 30, and here in California where the average age is between 34 and 36. So there's quite a difference, we know why, you know your neighbors and they come down there to enjoy uh, a lot of the, the tax benefits and the, the great weather of Florida. I was just there a few weeks ago uh, and so they had a big challenge. Uh, we know that the, the disease targets and is particularly susceptible to those people who are already elderly. And so uh, Governor DeSantis took it upon himself 
to target those people, protect those particular, and the stats bear that out. When you compare the rates of death across all these different states, you'll see that Florida performed very well, especially in this older 65 plus age bracket. It's so exciting to see this. It really is because, you know, when you think about it, um, our most valuable asset is our, you know, senior citizens. And I'm so glad to see that they've been preserved in the great free state of Florida. And that freedom prevailed in this situation, but you would never know that if you just watched the lamestream media news. Now, Justin, you've crunched all the publicly available numbers from the past year of the pandemic, and I've used your graphs on my show dozens of times since you were on last time. And we can see that lockdowns and mask mandates did not work. Let's review county by county in Florida, the mask mandate graph. Run through it for us quickly. Well, the, the mask mandate graph just basically looks at counties in Florida. Uh, the governor left it up to specific counties to give them specific uh, authority where they can mandate masks or not. And what we found is that the cases with higher caseloads by population were in counties where they were still significantly masked up. Uh, and we saw this across the board in the country as well. Uh, counties that were significantly masked up had higher rates of infection than mass ones. At the very least, we could say that there was very little difference between any of these things. In fact, when you look at California, Texas, you look at New York, you look at uh, uh, Florida, every single one of these states ended up with about 90,000 infections per million people in their state, regardless of whether they were closed, locked down, masked up, masked down. Uh, what we realize is that you might as well take your arm to stop the Mississippi River uh, as try to use some of these mask mandates and lockdown procedures. And in many cases, the evidence shows that it could make things worse. Wow. We appreciate you and all of your hard work. Thank you so much for being with us, Justin Hart. Thanks, Dr. Gina. Coming up, the left sees racism everywhere, and you will laugh when you see what inanimate object the left says is inherently racist. We're going to tell you what it is up next on Dr. Gina Primetime. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. The left sees racism everywhere they look. And this is common for them. Now, Biden's new transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, uh, even sees racism in America's highways and roads. And no, this is not a joke. He truly believes that. Here with me now to discuss this ridiculous story, my favorite Freedom Friday duo, Daryl Scott and Bruce Lavelle. Guys, great to see you. Happy Friday. Great to see you. Thanks for having us. Daryl, uh, tell me, how in the heck is a road racist? I really need to know the answer to this. Well, unless they recently enacted some new um, rules and regulations on the freeway where they have black-only lanes and white-only <laughs> lanes, I don't see how America's superhighway system can be 
deemed racist. I mean, are they collecting more money at the toll booths from blacks than they are from whites? Or I don't understand how he could say anything as dumb as that. <laughs> but Bootyhead doesn't, he doesn't, um, I call him Bootyhead. Bootyhead doesn't <laughs> surprise me with anything that he does. I used to call him that too, but then I got in trouble by my producer, so I had to stop. Uh, Bruce, <laughs> why do Democrats see racism everywhere they look? Why is that? Well, you know, it's a whistle call. And, you know, listen, is this the same cabinet secretary for the DOT that took an Uber in an SUV and hid behind a, a, a bush and took the bicycle out and act like he's riding to work every morning? That's the one. Yes, that's the one. Okay. Sure. Listen, the transit uh, agencies and uh, listen, I was chairman of the largest, seventh largest transit agency in the country, MARTA, in Atlanta, Metropolitan Area Rapid Transit Authority. And let me tell you, we moved half a million people a, a, a day on that authority. And two thirds were, well, minority riders all over the country. And listen, the transit authorities across the country are very diverse. Our highways are diverse. I don't know where this is coming from. You know, this is just crazy, you know. But listen, at the end of the day, once again, they always want to use some kind of dog whistle or something to try to scare black folk. Don't you dare. Y'all stay over here with us because we know what's best for y'all. Exactly right. All right, guys, you may remember when Obama changed the mission of NASA to be an outreach to the Muslim world. These Democrats make so much sense, don't they? Well, now Joe Biden's CDC director says that the big public health threat we face is, you guessed it, racism. And uh, so I guess that uh, this way we can attack that with, uh, with the next appointment from Joe Biden. What do you think, Daryl? Listen, for the CDC director to say something like that is just flat out ridiculous. You know, what are we supposed to do? Wear a mask against racism now? What do we do? Put paper bags over our head and cut the eyes out and wear gloves so nobody can tell what our skin complexion is? You know what I noticed? They're playing the game of six degrees of separation, and you're familiar with that concept, and they're attributing every problem in America is somehow or in some way connected to racism. But, you know, even when they say America is inherently racist, no, our Declaration of Independence, the foundation document that this nation rests upon, is a statement against racism. All men created equal, endowed by our creator, with inalienable rights, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. And so even though America's practices don't always line up with its principles, we can't say that our country as a whole is racist. I don't understand where the CDC gets this ridiculous stuff from. A lot of what people say is racial it's not racial, it's cultural. And there's nothing wrong with having cultural distinctions. Uh, and, uh, oftentimes we are, we are proud of our cultural distinctions and they're making us endeavor to despise them. It's stupid. All right, and I can't let the weekend without a Hunter Biden story. Last night on Jimmy Kimmel, Hunter Biden said that his laptop is a red herring and that he really does not know if it's his. Listen. I've seen you on some interviews and, uh, you know, talking about the laptop. This became yeah. this big thing, the laptop. And when they ask you if that was your laptop, you say you don't know, which yeah. is hard to believe unless you read the book. Yeah. And then it's kind of like, I'm surprised you have shoes on. Yeah. You know? You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I made it. I made it today. Pants were the problem. Pants were the problem. Yeah. Pants are always yeah, the problem, always really. The problem. Yeah. yeah. No, you know, look, I really don't know. And the fact of the matter is, it's a red herring. It is absolutely red herring. But 
I am absolutely, um, I think, within my, my rights to question anything that comes from the, uh, from the desk of Rudy Giuliani. Um, and so I don't know is the answer. Do you ever wish you'd had Apple Care? Yeah, that would have been a good now, I saw it reported last night that uh, forensic evidence says that it absolutely was his laptop. But, you know, evidence not aside, it never seems to bother the Democrats when there's actual evidence. Um, so, Bruce, this laptop shows a lot of criminal activity. Fact is, the media doesn't want to report the truth on this, right? Yeah, and I was shocked Jimmy Kimmel even asked him a kind of direct question. I was right? totally, you know, just to be quite honest. But it reminds me of that Eddie Murphy joke when he says, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I wasn't me, you know. But listen, at the end of the day, I hope, you know, you can only go so long and hide because to, to, it has the appearance that this man has an addiction is sick. And you can lie, cheat, and steal. I've, I've worked in ministry helping people in these type of situations. But, you know, sooner or later, the truth is going to come out. But, but I'm hoping the man will probably go get some help because, you know, you got photos of him laying with a crack pipe and, and you know, the teeth before he got the new veneers and all that. You know, that's that that's that's pretty sad. That tells a story, Dr. G. Yeah, it does. And I don't think Parmesan cheese is ever going to be the same for any of us. But I want to make sure that everybody knows to check out SmackDown with Daryl Scott Saturday night, 7 p.m. right here on Real America's Voice RAV. Thank you both, Daryl and Scott, for being with uh, Daryl Scott and Bruce Lavelle for being with us. And you guys have a great weekend. It's called <laughs> and SmackDown. 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 Thank you all, and thanks to all of you at your, here at your new home for Real News, Real America's Voice. You guys have a great weekend. Hug your children. Love your God. You go boldly now and live the truth.